Welcome to the Truth Hurts Program. I'm Steve Z. Let's get right to it. Welcome back to the Truth Hurts Program. It is Friday, the 16th day of April in the year 2021, and I am your host, Steve Z. I will be the first person to admit that I did not like Barack Hussein Barry Sotero Obama as President of the United States. And my dislike of the man was not because he was black, but more because of the manner in which he snuck into the presidency. Now, I am grateful that Hillary Clinton did not get in. So, therefore, I have to kind of thank Barack Hussein Obama for getting in ahead of Hillary because that woman's just plain nuts. Now, I didn't disagree with everything that Barack Hussein Obama did or said while he was in office. Not everything. Now, I have relatives who would say, I disagreed with every word that was ever uttered out of that anus he calls a mouth, but it's not true. In fact, there were a few shining moments during his presidency for which I almost totally agreed with. One of those was his early stance on immigration, or maybe... That was before he became the president. I want you to take a listen to a few clips of Barack Hussein Obama speaking about the criminality of illegal invasion at our southern border and how it should be taken care of. This is not going to be a free ride. It's not going to be some instant amnesty. What's going to happen is you are going to pay a significant fine. You are going to learn English. You are going to you are going to go to the back of the line so that you don't get ahead of somebody who was in Mexico City applying legally. But after you've done these things over a certain period of time, you can earn your citizenship. So that it's not it's not something that is guaranteed or automatic. You've got to earn it, but over time you give people an opportunity. Now, it only works, though, if you do all the pieces. I, I think the American people, they appreciate and believe in immigration. But they can't have a situation where you just have half a million people pouring over the border without any kind of mechanism to control it. So we've got to deal with that at the same time as we deal in a humane fashion with folks who have put down roots here, have become our neighbors, have become our friends. They may have children who are U.S. citizens. That's the kind of comprehensive approach that we have to take, all right? Back then, Barack Hussein Obama was talking about punishing people who illegally invade our country, illegal immigrants. He wasn't afraid to call them what they are. And then he said, We all agree on the need to better secure the border and to punish employers who choose to hire illegal immigrants. Uh, You know, we are a generous and welcoming people here in the United States, but those who enter the country illegally and those who employ them disrespect the rule of law, uh, and they are showing disregard for those who are following the law. Uh, We simply cannot allow people to pour into the United States undetected, undocumented, unchecked, and circumventing the line of people who are waiting patiently, diligently, and lawfully uh, to become immigrants in this country. He even spoke at a liberal American university and said, The system is broken. 
And everybody knows it. At American University. But that's not all. And no matter how decent they are, no matter their reasons, the 11 million who broke these laws should be held accountable. And when things started to get out of control at the federal level under Obama, he said, Into this breach, states like Arizona have decided to take matters into their own hands. Now, given the levels of frustration across the country, this is understandable. So he was against illegal immigration until certain minority groups told him he shouldn't be. When he was asked about deporting the 11 million, which was really more like 31 million illegal immigrants, he said, Such an effort would be logistically impossible and wildly expensive. Moreover, it would tear at the very fabric of this nation. But he would be wrong. If we can mobilize 11 million into the country by basically escorting them across our southern border, giving them food and drink along the way, cell phones, etc., then why can't we usher them out the same way they came in? You know, we all agree on the need to better secure the border and to punish employers who choose to hire illegal immigrants. Uh, you know, we are a generous and welcoming people here in the United States, but those who enter the country illegally and those who employ them disrespect the rule of law, uh, and they are showing disregard for those who are following the law. Flip-flopping, of course, in true Democrat fashion. We simply cannot allow people to pour into the United States undetected, undocumented, unchecked, and circumventing the line of people who are waiting patiently, diligently, and lawfully uh, to become immigrants in this country. So that's why we need to start by giving agencies charged with border security new technology, new facilities, and more people to stop, process, and deport illegal immigrants. Right now, we've got millions of illegal immigrants who live and work here without knowing their identity or background. And of course, there's a humanitarian side to this issue, and Barack Hussein Obama did acknowledge that, saying, uh, is so damaging is that it ends up uh, creating a pool of workers with depressed wages and no rights, and that's not something that we find acceptable. But back then, early in his presidential administration, he did admit we, the nation of the United States, have an illegal immigration problem. Of course, today he sings a completely different tune. Let's continue our history lesson for just a moment. Too often, illegal immigrants are lured here on the promise of a job, only to receive unconscionable, unconscionably low wages. Uh, in the interest of cheap labor, unscrupulous employers look the other way when employees present fraudulent U.S. citizenship documentation. Uh, these acts hurt both American workers and immigrants whose sole aim is to work hard and get ahead. Obama, Gropey Joe Biden's mentor, also said, Let me repeat, we need strong border security at the borders, but we also need a virtual border that is created by employers having to check to see if these people genuinely are legal. Or not, right? Right? Ultimately, our nation, like all nations, has the right and obligation to control its borders and set laws for residency and citizenship. 
And no matter how decent they are, no matter their reasons, the 11 million who broke these laws should be held accountable. And President Barack Hussein Obama, at that time, admitted... The system's still broken. And to truly deal with this issue, Congress needs to act. And that moment is now. He spoke about doing the right thing when it came to immigration when he said... Making sure that those who are brought into the system pay their fair share in taxes and for services. And it's fair for those who try to immigrate legally by stopping those who try to skip the line. It's the right thing to do. And he also said... Now I'm going to play a piece from Gropey Joe Biden on the campaign trail back in 2008 when he was campaigning with Barack Hussein Obama, I believe. And this is very, very hard to hear because the audio is really, really sketchy. It was recorded from someone's cell phone back then with the old nasty cell phone technology from across a room. But listen to what Gropey Joe Biden, your current president of the United States, had to say about illegal immigration and about all the things he was for, including 700 miles of border wall, including deportation, including all kinds of things that he now has conveniently forgotten. He said way back when. Take a listen. I voted for a fence. I voted like, unlike most Democrats, and some of you won't like me. I voted for 700 miles fence. But let me tell you, we can build a fence 40 stories high unless it changes the dynamic in Mexico. And, and, you will not like this, and punish American employers who knowingly violate the law when in fact they hire illegals. Unless you do those two things, all the rest is window dressing. Now I know I'm not supposed to say it that bluntly, but they're the facts. They're the facts. And so everything else we do is in between here. Everything else we do is, 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 is at the margins. The reason why I, why I believe the fence is needed is not related to immigration as much as drugs. I'm the guy that wrote the National Crime Bill. I'm the guy that wrote the National Drug Act. I'm the guy that wrote the law that set up a drug zone. Now let me back up for just a moment here. I want to play you a piece showing Barack Hussein Obama claiming that the border wall was complete. And he tried to be funny, which is what he always tried to do when he realized he was caught. That'll be followed up by Hillary Rotten Clinton talking about her desire to build a fence or a wall. Followed by Gropey Joe Biden once again proclaiming how he wanted to build a fence or a wall. Take a listen. It will authorize some badly needed funding for better fences and better security along our borders. The fence is now basically complete. Maybe they'll need a moat. Maybe they want alligators in the moat. Secure our borders with technology, personnel, uh, physical barriers if necessary in some places. We will not build a wall. Instead, we will build an economy where everyone who wants a good job can get one. I voted for a fence. I voted like unlike most Democrats, some of you won't like me. I voted for 700 miles. Let me tell you something, folks. People are driving across that border with tons 
from Cain to heroin. It's all coming up through Mexico. The impulse is to hunker down, shut the gates, build walls, exit at this moment. Is precisely the wrong answer. Former presidents have said to him that they wish that they had built a wall. Do you I recall President Obama ever one. saying that? Come on. Construction of a 630-mile border fence create a significant barrier to illegal immigration on our southern land border. All along, the president saying, "Well, I'll be DACA and Dreamers in return for the wall." That last voice you heard was Chuckles the Clown Schumer, who, in the first part of his commentary talked about needing a border wall, and in the second part, telling Donald Trump, if you want anything to pass through and open the government and keep from having a shutdown, you need to abandon the wall. The double standard is alive and well, folks. And here is a classic from then-Senator Gropey Joe Biden talking about the need, the pressing need, to not only stop immigration illegally at our southern border, but for the call of the United States to go down and wipe out narco-terrorists, as he called them. Go down there and strike them where they live. Take a listen. Third, we disagree with the president's decision to cut back on our previous commitment to protect against the drugs coming across the border, to cut the Customs Service, the Coast Guard, and the Border Patrol. We think we should do more to stem the flow of drugs across our borders, And we think we should go one step further. Let's go after the drug lords where they live with an international strike force. There must be no safe haven for these narco-terrorists, and they must know it. And who could forget Hillary Rotten Clinton when she was asked about her voting position when she was a senator on funding a border wall, a barrier, or a border fence? She said, Well, look, I voted uh, uh, numerous times when I was a senator to spend money to build a, uh, a barrier to try to prevent um, illegal immigrants from coming in. Um, and I do think you have to control your border. But it's funny, as soon as one minority group starts shouting that it is racist to build a wall or it is bigoted, or xenophobic to build a wall, then all of them turn around, do a 180-degree change of heart, and decide that, yes, keeping illegal immigrants out of the sovereign United States of America, protecting our nation, its citizens, our borders, our way of life, is now somehow wrong, morally wrong. Nothing could be further from the truth. Speaker Nasty Nazi Pelosi on Thursday nudged President Biden to increase the number of refugees being accepted into our country, saying the United States has a moral responsibility to welcome these foreigners who are facing harm at their home. She said, We have a moral responsibility in the world, as every other country does too to receive refugees who have a well-founded fear of persecution or harm if they return to their own country. This message came in the context of nasty Nazi Pelosi's defense of Biden administration's response to the wave of endless migrants illegally crossing the southern border of the United States. 
she has shifted her focus on refugees. See, instead of calling them illegal immigrants or illegal aliens, which is what they are, she is shifting her focus to focus on what she is calling refugees, asylum seekers. You see, she's focusing on a program that runs independently of our nation's traditional immigration system. This was kind of an unsubtle nod, a little nudge to the gut to her White House ally, Gropey Joe Biden, that in order to allow all these illegals into the country, he needs to focus on calling them refugees. As you may recall, former President Donald Trump established a cap on the number of refugees that could come into the country at one time because Donald Trump was intelligent enough to say, if these people are going to not want to be kept on their side of the Mexican border and all they have to do is say they're refugees, unfortunately, we're going to have to let them in. So he changed the number of the maximum number of refugees America could take in in a year. Trump's cap, 15,000. Now, that was the lowest figure in refugees since Congress passed the Refugee Act of 1980. And that's a good thing, people. We have only so much room in our country for more people. Overpopulation is a reality. Gropey Joe has promised to hike the number of refugees allowed each year to 125,000 beginning October 1st. That would be one and a quarter million over a 10-year period of time. I want you to think about the United States of America as a gallon-sized jar. Think about the limitations on just how many jelly beans you can fit into that jar. This, my friends, is how immigration should work. The nation's leaders should understand that there's only so much room in the jar, period. You can't make the jar bigger. You can't expand the jar unless you go and conquer some additional jar space by invading another country and taking their jar. We are not making any more land. There's only so much land area. Oh, sure, you can say a volcano made a small island somewhere last month, but the state of Louisiana loses a football field of land every hour. And it's not only land that we need to consider. The nation has only so much food, so much water, so much infrastructure, so much health care capacity, so much in the way of jobs, goods, and services. The very thought of adding millions of more unskilled, uneducated non-contributors to our jar will make the jar too tightly packed, and eventually either the jar will overflow or it will break under the weight and pressure of too many jelly beans. It's really that simple, people. We cannot allow unfettered invasion of our sovereign nation. That is why Congress of the past and presidents throughout history set numbers and caps on the number of immigrants allowed into the country. Immigration was never intended to be a political football until, of course, Barack Hussein Obama and the Gropey Joe as his lackey made it a political football. I've actually played the audio at the beginning of this segment to prove to you that these people not only know, but they are plotting and planning around this immigration football. A means, a methodology, a process, a program, a procedure to dump 
millions of illegal immigrants on U.S. soil and indoctrinate them to vote Democrat. It's just the way it is. It is the truth. And sometimes the truth hurts. Steve Z and the Truth Hurts Program. I want to give you a brief recap of Thursday, yesterday. The closing arguments begin in the trial of former officer Derek Chauvin. The charges are levied against the officer Kim Potter in the killing of a criminal named Dante Wright and the Capitol Police officer, the coward who shot and killed Ashley Babbitt, an unarmed Air Force veteran, gets off scot-free. No charges will be brought against him at all because she was a pro-Trump supporter. Also yesterday, Twitter suspended James O'Keefe's account permanently because he published videos that called out CNN for the lying propaganda leftist agency that they are. Facebook and Instagram followed Twitter in censoring all stories that are critical of the bowel movement. I'm sorry, the Black Lives Matter movement. And now it's been several months since that overhyped, made-up, phony bullshit story about Russians putting bounties on the heads of Americans. And that has been proven to be fake news. This all in order to keep Donald Trump from being re-elected. That gets you all caught up from yesterday. And because what Democrat story would be complete without a bowel movement leader being arrested, a Black Lives Matter movement being arrested, here's one. Kenny Webster of the Walton and Johnson Radio Show and KPRC Radio writes, BLM leader arrested for spending donations on tailored suits, a house, and guns. A week after news broke about BLM co-founder spending millions on new homes, you remember the story about Mrs. Colors, the FBI has arrested a BLM activist for allegedly using over $200,000 in donations for his own personal use. Sir Major Page, that's what he claims his name is, Sir Major Page, age 32, was arrested Friday in Toledo, Ohio, and is facing federal wire fraud and money laundering charges for allegedly spending money on tailored suits, a home in Ohio, and guns. In sum, Page has spent over $200,000 on personal items generated from donations received through the BLMGA Facebook page with no identifiable purchase or expenditure for social or racial justice. This in a statement from FBI agent Matthew DeSorbo. Page became involved with the Black Lives Matter movement back in 2016 when he founded the Black Lives Matter of Greater Atlanta on Facebook. He used the Facebook page to solicit donations through a GoFundMe account, according to the FBI, that raised nearly $470,000 between June and August of last year following the death of the criminal thug animal George Floyd. Numerous videos and live streams were posted to Page's personal social media pages, showing himself in what appeared to be newly purchased clothing, hotel rooms, and office space in Atlanta. According to the FBI, several audio statements made by Page in the videos boasting about the money he has, his tailored suits, his nice cufflinks, and his $150 ties. 
He was charged with one count of wire fraud, two counts of money laundering, and was released on bond after appearing before a judge via video. Yes, your BLM contributions, hard at work, giving money to a thug criminal. But then again, would you expect anything less from a BLM founder? Attention, homeowners and renters. Do you have a non-working, lazy, do-nothing family member, friend, or other acquaintance simply sitting around your home, not contributing, not helping out? Perhaps a drug user or a criminal? Someone who is using you and offering little to nothing in return? How would you like to turn that do-nothing squatter into an opportunity for you to become quite wealthy? Call 1-800-THUG-AWAY now for a free no-obligation information kit on ways to turn your thug squatter into a profit-making center. That lazy, good-for-nothing drug addict, thief, or squatter might be your ticket out of poverty. Studies have shown that by using our proven method, family members of drug addicts, counterfeiters, rioters, arsonists, murderers, rapists, and other criminals, as well as plain old lazy people squatting in your home, can participate in our program, earning millions of dollars for you, the family members. Recently, one of our course-completing families was able to turn the death of a common thief and drug abuser into a $27 million payday. If your thug suffers from frequent drug overdoses, heart failure, lung disease from years of smoking, you might be sitting on a gold mine. If they have a history of resisting arrest, violence, evading, fleeing the police, or fighting, the potential payoff can be massive. Don't worry if you live outside of a major Democrat-run city. We offer free transportation to one of many areas of opportunity, such as sunny Seattle, pretty Portland, shiny St. Louis, mighty Minneapolis, wonderful Washington, D.C., and many more Democrat-run cities where taxpaying citizens are just dying to offer you a massive monetary settlement for the death of your thug freeloader. Call 1-800-THUG-AWAY now for this exciting money-making opportunity and a chance to bust your very own thug out of your spare bedroom and into the spotlight. White people need not apply. There is currently no value for Caucasian corpses in our program. Thug-AWAY Legal will handle all the paperwork, set up your thug for a free confrontation with law enforcement, provide anonymous video recording of all police interactions, file the lawsuits, and settle your Thug-AWAY intervention for a small percentage of your settlement, usually 40%. Get paid today with Thug Away, and we'll get rid of your thug today. I am a non-attorney spokesperson. And with so much negativity going on in the world right now, I figured I'd end today's program with a little bit of humor. Once upon a time, there were two guys who grew up together. But after college, one of them moved to Maryland. The other moved to Texas. In order to keep their friendship going, they decided that every 10 years they would meet up in Vero Beach, Florida to play a round of golf and to catch up with each other. At age 32, 10 years after they graduated from college, they decided to meet and play a round of golf and head to lunch. Let's look in on them, shall we? Hey, where do you want to go? Hooters. Why Hooters? They have those broads with the big racks, the tight shorts, and the gorgeous legs. You're on. Years later, at age 42, they met again. They played a round of golf. Hey, where do you want to go for lunch? Hooters. Again? Why? Well, they have cold beer, big screen TVs, and they have side action on the games. Okay, Hooters it is. At age 52, they met once again in Vero Beach, Florida. They played a round of golf, and one said, So where do you want to go for lunch? Hooters. Really? Why? Well, the food is pretty good, and there's plenty of parking. Oh, okay. At age 62, the two met once again. After their round of golf, one of them says, Where do you want to go? Uh, Hooters. Why? 
Well, because the wings are half price before five, and the food isn't too spicy. I had good choice. At age 72, they meet up yet again. Once again, after a round of golf, the one says, Where shall we go for lunch? Hooters. <laughs> Why? Well, because they have six handicapped parking spaces right by the door, and they give senior citizens discounts. Great choice. At age 82, the two men meet once again. They play a round of golf. One says, Where should we go for lunch? Hooters. Why? Because we've never been there before. Oh, okay. Good idea. And that's going to wrap up this afternoon's edition of the Truth Hurts program. Sounds like gropey Joe Biden might be having lunch at Hooters in Vero Beach today. Again, for the very first time. Go out there and make it a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you next time. If you want to contact us, our Twitter handle is at Hertz Program. That's at Hertz Program. If you'd like to send us an email, drop us a line at thetruthhurtsprogram at gmail.com. If you have an idea, a comment, an opinion, or you just want to say hi, those are the ways to get in touch with us here at The Truth Hurts Program. Thank you for listening to the Truth Hurts program. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you are offended, but we retract nothing. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. Copyright 2021, the Truth Hurts program network. All rights reserved.